Hello and welcome to The Way Family Podcast. Is this episode 60? I don't know. I never know the number. Thank you for joining us today. Hello. Well, today we're going to be talking about personality styles, um, not the Myers-Briggs, and not the Enneagram, and not the... Gems. Gems. Well, maybe similar to the gems. It's very, very similar to the gems. If you've heard of the gems... Personality test. You know. Um, but before we do that, we're going to talk about our week a little bit, and then we've got some emails, and I think, do we have any questions? Yeah, there's a couple. This will be a shorter episode, and, uh, so hang in with us. Um, Hannah, how was your week? My week was good. Like, one of the biggest things that happened this week was I ranked up (laughs) in Young Loving, to level silver and that probably means nothing to any of you but it's kind of a big deal well it's a big deal to me and I actually ranked up two times in this month which is also kind of a big deal but it's like hard to explain because I know that nobody else really gets it but basically now I'll be making over two thousand dollars a month and hopefully well yeah that's like I still have to like keep up the same amount of work to keep that up but I'm also going to be trying to like get to the next rank but anyways it's been really fun and I really like it and it's also fun to be successful <laughs> you know well I'm I've still got goals to reach but it's fun to like see progress and like be like oh I guess I could actually do this and so yeah so also if you're interested in doing that kind of a business you know you know who to talk to um but other than that we had a good week. Me and Forrest went on a hike, and we went on a couple hikes, I think, and it was nice. Um, We got to have a family day yesterday and today. Well, last night we went to the beach for the sunset. It was really fun. Forrest was running around in the dunes because he can't not go in the water when we're at the beach, and he we didn't bring other clothes for him, so we're like, let's go in the dunes. And then... um. We also got to, well, today was really fun. <laughs> we got to um, get, well, I'll let Zach talk about today. How was your week, honey? My week was good. Um, you got to silver, mm-hmm. which was cool. I was rooting for you, mm-hmm. um, trying to encourage you. He believes in me. I believe in you. You can do this. He supports my dreams. Even though the terminology, it's like, Someone needs to write a book for husbands <laughs> on how I'll just fill you in of all the all the words. Yeah, I yeah, it was just there's so much to learn and I'm like, okay, this sounds crazy. <laughs> it's just like this it sounds crazy. Um wow. but uh I'm really happy for her because mm-hmm. especially 
because we just got our hospital bill mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was $8,500. Well, that was before insurance. Well, yeah, but... We still have a, a, a large amount of bills to pay. Yeah. And, yep, so that's, you know, that's that. And we're going to figure it out. We also um, had our cousins visiting mm-hmm. this week from Virginia. They are going to be full-time travelers or vagabonds. Yeah, on the road errs. Yeah. And so we got to hang out with them, um, which was cool. And then yesterday was Friday. Yesterday I booked f- a flight for me and a coworker to go out to a conference in Orlando. And we're auditing a company out there also. Um, and got a hotel and all the travel plans worked out for that. So that it was exciting. I don't know. Woo-hoo. It's just like it's fun to fun to travel for work and yeah. I'm excited about the conference. Um it'll be a lot better than the last conference I went to, which was three D engineering. <laughs> um <laughs> not as fun. No. Um yeah, and then I got these I got a free workbench, um like two inch uh stainless steel um legs that and uh it had an mdf top so i ripped that off and i got a bamboo top also for free so it was like major scorage this week um and i've just been working on that i took the the top off and i sanded down the legs and then um i painted it with hammered rust-oleum paint and it's a like it looks like a Stanley thermos. That's what I was going for. It's Stanley green. Yeah, but it's like the hammered. It looks pretty cool. And it looks it, really cool. It'll look really nice with that bamboo top. It's mm-hmm. an eight foot long table, and so I'm going to put that in our room until I finish building our desk because I had a major setback with our desk, and now I have to basically start over. Sad. Yeah, but. Other than that, like, uh, yeah, my week has been pretty good. Um, yeah. All right. Very well. So. I'll read some questions. Yes. Um, so we got a couple of questions from the Tumblr, and I will say them now. Um, okay. Hey, is Hannah still doing the capsule wardrobe? I found some post on your blog regarding this but they are quite old thanks uh no i am not not currently i would like to do that again um eventually sometime soon but no i'm not currently doing it but i mean those blog posts have good tips so uh (laughs) maybe maybe you should do it again i know (gasps) i mean you should really (laughs) (laughs) i know i need to i just gotta go through it all Okay, next question. Another anonymous question. Hey guys, I'm a psychology major and in today's lecture we talked about an interesting study about optimism and pessimism. Maybe you'll find it informative as well. You you can find it online 
on Scientific American, and it is called Can Positive Thinking Be Negative? It's basically a critical review of the common assumption that optimism makes you healthier and happier. I love your podcast and that you encourage us listeners to join the conversation. Hugs from Berlin. Oh. Wow. A Ber- Ber- Berlinian. That's interesting. I want to look that up. I have heard a couple of TED Talks that run right along that kind of narrative mm-hmm. um, and how we overly value optimism and optimistic people, but everyone generally at least has some very good pessimistic traits, such as like wearing your seatbelt in the car mm. or, you know. Well, and because it's a law. And saving money and, you know, things like that, just generally. You think those are pessimistic traits? Well, the reason behind that is you're like saving it up for when things go wrong. Or you're saving it up to buy a house or yeah, a car. I or... guess. I guess. But I've heard yeah. a, a couple of TED Talks on that and it is kind of interesting. I just think that, I mean, we did the episode, I did, I did the episode on stoicism. And I think that that that's a good f- frame of mind um, to mm-hmm. kind of put yourself in, whether you're an optimist or a pessimist, um, because I think both de- definitely have their pros and cons, you know. Hmm. But I'll check that out. Cause, yeah, I want to check that out too. Oh, here's a little hack for you guys while Hannah's getting the next question. But if you have a f- an iPhone, which According to my statistics, about 98% of you do, because that's what you're listening on right now. Um, if you go to settings, general, accessibility, and then speech, and then you turn on um, speech, you can scroll down with two fingers from the top of anything that has text, from the top of your screen, of anything that has text, and it will read it to you. Um, and, uh, you can change the volume and the speed and you can skip sentences or paragraphs or pages or whatever you want. And so when I say that I'm, will probably read that article, it means probably sometime when I'm at work, I'll find the article and then I will pull it up on my phone. And instead of sitting at my desk, reading it on my phone, I will just have my phone read it to me. And it's also fun to write out funny things like poop and stuff and have Siri read that to you, too. Yeah, that's very productive also. (laughs) Professor Pooper, Poop McPooperson. It's so funny. And you can change the speed. It's so funny. Okay, next question. Um, This is from Anonymous. Hey, Hannah and Zach and Forrest. Thanks for the podcast. I appreciate how real you guys are and especially how you give honest answers to everything was wondering how you guys implement your faith into your everyday life. And further than that, how do you bring it up in everyday conversation with others? I struggle to initiate conversation about faith, especially with non- non-Christian friends. This was super long. Sorry. Thanks. It's always interesting when people say, like, this was super super long or like, hey, sorry for the essay. And it's like not even a paragraph. Yeah. No. And don't feel bad. No, we like it. We like it. Don't apologize. We like getting messages from you guys, so... Um, maybe that would be a great topic for another time. Um, that something that we could go into more detail than a short answer. But what's your short answer? My short answer would be that I microphone to mouth pray literally like oh, I pray for patience with my dear toddler like so many times a day that is like the main way of implementing 
faith into my everyday life. But other than that, I really try to, um, I really try to read my Bible and like do a little bit of meditating and journaling. When Forrest takes a nap, I've been terrible about it lately. But also when we get get outside, it's like the best. It's the best. Like when Forrest is on my back and I could just focus on like walking and like that's when I feel the closest to God, if that makes sense. And so I always pray and stuff when we're out there, unless Forrest is talking, which lately he is. But as for the um, bringing it up in conversation, it's like sometimes if it doesn't come up naturally, I don't I'm not going to like bring it up, especially if it is with non-Christians, because I think that it is. um, Well, I don't know. That's just that's kind of tricky, because if it comes up naturally, then I would love to talk about it. But um, and I do with like my friends and stuff, my friends that are Christians. So. I don't know. What would what would your short answer be? Um, kind of along the same lines as you, but I'm also a high school pastor and so I I spend a lot of time um preparing talks and sermons and praying and doing uh, just even talking with the students and encouraging them in that. And I find that most of my encounters with people uh, who I'm not really certain of their spirituality, um, most of those encounters are at work or like with a person at a checkout. Like mm-hmm. I don't really like... I don't go to like a restaurant to like hang out or a, or a bar or like I don't I'm just not a very social person. I'm very busy as you've you've heard us talk about before. Mm-hmm. Um but in a in a social setting I probably would not bring up um that topic unless I was asked like Hannah said. Mm-hmm. Um it uh but if there's an opportunity um, to bring it up, um, then, yeah, then, then I'd feel totally comfortable with it. Yeah. Um, cause sometimes it just comes up naturally and then you're just talking about it with whoever you're with, but it's like, it is hard to like segue into that. So you're like, so you heard about Jesus, you know, <laughs> yeah. like it's like you want to have a relationship, especially if it's a non-Christian like you want to have a relationship with them and like let them see how you live and like let that be an example to them and and then maybe go about having a conversation with them not like just as you're hanging out with your non-christian friends bring it up really unnaturally and like awkwardly you know yeah and i always tell the students that they they sh- they will find more opportunities to have conversations with their friends when their friends see that there's something different Mm -hmm. with them or when they see the way that they treat others and how much they love others and how much they love God. So I'd say generally, um, I just do my best to try, try to be loving. Mm -hmm. And if that spurs on something, then that is awesome. Um, but what does St. Francis of Assisi say? Do you remember? 
preach he the gospel. He probably said a lot of things. Preach the gospel <laughs> at all times and if necessary, use, use words. words. Yep. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. But then also I think it sometimes that that maybe could be an excuse for like not talking about it, you know? Right. Not that quote, but I mean like the mindset, how we were saying before that like, well, I'm not going to bring it up, but if it comes up naturally, then I'm going to talk about it. It's just like sometimes it can be such a turnoff for people who are not Christians to have someone like constantly bringing that up or like, you know, bringing it up really unnaturally, you know? Well, and I think that part of it is because they're not engaging with them on an interpersonal level. And so they're used to Christianity kind of being like that guy at the farmer's market standing on a box with a megaphone. Yeah. Telling people to repent or, you know, something. something. Or go to hell. Yeah. Yeah. Or God hates fags or, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, and so I, generally people have kind of a negative view of Christianity yeah. because that's true. they have had people approach them about Christianity who tend to not really care about them as a person and they just have like a message that they're trying to push like a quota or something like it's very weird because i I remember when we were in joshua which is where we met it's the year-long program discipleship program that we did well we had like an evangelism trip to las vegas and we were like partnered up there's like a guy and a girl and every like partnership and we would just walk along the strip and try to like, I don't remember what the directions were. It wasn't like try to convert people, but you're like, okay, this is evangelism. They like gave us a, a couple like tips and said, okay, go out and like have good conversations with people. And like, I was really like expecting to convert people in Las Vegas, you know? And then I learned that it was, it really came down to having conversations and then turning those conversations into something more serious more like towards the gospel you know and but i was seriously i was like i was like okay we're gonna make we're gonna turn some people into christians this week and we did not nobody nobody came to be a christian because of me that week you know and i don't know it's just like that was a very eye-opening thing but then that also made me really see that it matters like your conversations matter and relationships matter yeah especially when you're talking about the gospel and stuff so yeah yeah like i said that was a that was even a longer answer I know. than we were hoping but <laughs> we could talk for a while on that we could <laughs> um and maybe we'll have an episode about that in the future yeah we always say that but we never do stuff we never talk about stuff like well, that well yeah maybe we just have to plan that out yeah okay we have a couple emails um some people are really enjoying the arguments episodes that we did. Cool. Um, Leani, L-A-I-N-A. Lena? Lena? Lena. 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 Just Lena. Okay. Lena. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> I'm really bad. <laughs> I just, I am. Um, Lainani, <laughs> her boyfriend and her listened to the episode oh, together and they were laughing about how similar we were to them. 
Um, they're kind of in their mid-20s, and they started off in a long-distance relationship. They love nature and simplicity, and they aren't huge fans of L.A. Um, she says Who that, is? <laughs> Just kidding. I know there's some people. Like the billion people that Don't bite there. my head off. <laughs> um, she identifies with Hannah being more emotional and wanting to talk about everything in the midst of arguments, and her boyfriend is very logical, seemingly like Zach, and needs to take a breather before... We hash things out. Um, I think a lot of the a lot of the people we know in relationships are are kind of like us, or we're kind of like them. And well, I mean, but we'll we'll talk a little bit more about personalities in a little bit. But um, we uh, we appreciate your email. Yes, and thanks, Leinani. It is. Leinani, <laughs> that is not what I said. That's what you said. <laughs> so, th- thanks for that, and, Lena. Thank you, Lena, for sending that email. I'm glad that you started listening, and um, have fun in you know where you live. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna say. I'm just not. Okay, wasn't gonna. Have I don't, fun in where you live. <laughs> yes. Okay. Bye. I just don't want to like give yeah. all their personal I know. information. <laughs> All right, this is from Katie. Um, She says, I thought of you guys this afternoon, and I wanted to write you quickly before I forgot. Um, A mom I'm following on Instagram posted a book called No Drama Discipline, and it's written by the same guy who wrote The Whole Brain Child. Yes. Which I I remember that you read, Hannah. Anyways, I'm adding it to my reading list, and I thought that you might want to do the same. It sounds like it might be helpful to you in your discipline endeavors. Not vouching for it, just highly... Just saw that it came highly recommended and thought I'd pass it along. Also really enjoyed the episode on disagreements and arguments. As always, thanks for your thoughtful perspective on everyday issues that we face. Thank you, Katie. Yes, I have actually read that book, but I think I need to reread it. But the only reason that I read it was because it was the same author from The Whole Brain Child, which I really loved and which really helped me understand Forrest a little bit more which I should read that again too because I feel like he was in a whole different stage back when I read that back when I read that the first time and the um the no drama discipline but I'm gonna read that again so thank you for bringing that to my attention good idea and for you parents out there um there's a book that I am just do it in your your recommendations yes okay thank you good yes okay next email um this is from Mc. Kayla. <laughs> Sound it out. <laughs> I did. <laughs> um, okay, so I listened to the latest episode, Arguments, and I loved it, per usual. And the biggest question I have is how do you fight, quote, properly, end quote, when you have roommates? LOL. Every scenario that I've played out in my mind just doesn't work out, so I'm just wondering. Anyways, love the podcast. You guys are some quality people, and I appreciate your opinions and insights so much. I- I know you guys thank us for listening, but thank you for taking time out of your busy, there's the word, winky face, schedule to produce some quality content. Have a good week. And then there's some PSs and PPSs. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Michaela. That was sweet. I, how, I don't uh, know. We don't, do, we don't argue any differently than if we would live alone. I mean, we stay in a room and we like don't go out to the common areas, obviously. And... Try not to raise our voices. Well, Zach never raises his voice. Sometimes I do. Sometimes. Well, yeah. No, let's just put it this way. Hannah is unaware of her volume. 
I mean, yeah, that's kind of true at all times. Our but... roommates hear us fighting all of the time. <laughs> but we don't we don't really care. I mean, we know that they fight and they know that we fight. We hear them fighting. They hear us fighting. It just happens when you live together. We fight with them. No, we don't. No. But it just happens when you live together, you know, and it's fine. I mean, we're we're close enough where I don't really care if they hear what we're fighting about. It's not like I want to like I need to keep it private and whisper and pretend like we never fight because I mean, I'll probably talk about it with Beth tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) So it's yeah, I'll probably talk to John about it. Yeah. You know, (laughs) it just is what happens. So it's really not that big of a deal. I mean, if we were living with somebody like a family that we didn't really know very well, it would probably be different and like a lot harder. Really awkward. And I remember like the first couple of weeks when we moved in, I, I remember like fighting being like how are we supposed to do this now? And then I was like, eh, no different. <laughs> We're really good friends with our roommates. Yeah. So that, that helps with like a lot of things living together. So yeah. yeah, but we try. The only thing is like, if we need to have like a cool down period, it's always Zach who has to go somewhere. Cause usually I'm crying. I always cry or I'm like, usually it's like angry tears that I just can't even keep in anymore. And I'm like, I'm not going to go out there where people can see me. So Zach is the one who has to go out. And then he just goes out and smokes. Because <laughs> he doesn't have anywhere true. else with, well, yeah. to go. Yeah. Because he can't go in the common areas because he's pissed too. I'm not I'm not as pissed as you are generally. Sometimes you I'm, are. <laughs> last time. Last time. You were. Okay. okay. Anyways, it doesn't matter who is more pissed. But anyways, that, that is a tricky part of it. But really, it's like it's not like we're trying to hide anything from them like pretend we don't fight so we just have that as usual yep (laughs) we're not shy okay well let's get into the main topic thank you for your emails uh no voicemails this week um but i do have something quick to get to before we begin the main topic we're going to need your guys help we are going to come up with a new logo and a new podcast description, and we'd like to have an intro on the podcast. Um, so if you don't follow us on Instagram, please go follow us on Instagram, and during this next week, I'll post the details of how you guys can help. Um, a lot of it is going to be either writing some sort of description, like what you think of the podcast in like 140 characters, what the podcast is about. And then some of it will be, for those of you who are brave and not shy, um, sending us a voice memo or a voicemail of an intro. And um, if anyone out there is graphically um, inclined, inclined, uh, we we do want to have like an actual logo, not because every time I look at our lo- our not it's not a logo, but every time I look at our picture, the I just icon. I just think like we look so silly. We are silly. We are silly, but I don't see any problem with that. I'm fine with how it is, but I think it would be fun to have a logo. Like there's a couple people's logos that I really really like, and I'm like, okay, I would like to have something like that, but. We're just simple, so we're not, like, fancy or anything. We just want something that's, like, distinctive and kind of cool. Yeah, and at first when we started it, we just kind of threw everything together because we're like, we want to do a podcast, but now... And we never would have started if we didn't just throw it all together. We would have been like, oh, we have to wait for our logo, or oh, we have to wait for this or those or this. Yeah, so so 
I think we're trying to make the podcast better. We've we've we're on episode sixty, and so we would like for it to be just better. Okay, so today we are going to be talking about the disc profile. It is a personality or communication style. It's like, per, yeah, personality styles. I don't know, Hannah, how would you describe it? Yeah, personality and communication styles test. It's very, it is a really interesting test. And the results are also very interesting. I think it costs money to take. Well, like the the official one that gives you like tailored results. Take it costs how much? Twenty five dollars. It's it. You can get a discount code generally, and it's twenty bucks. So twenty bucks to take this test, and they it's geared a lot towards like like a workplace is like what it is. Um, like the results are geared towards. So like how to work with somebody who is like this letter. So there's the four letters D I S C, and they stand for. D is decisive. Decisive, interactive, stabilizing, and cautious. So, which is really interesting because it's not like the typical, like, when you think of, like, the Myers-Briggs, there's, like, so many different things that you could be. There's 16 different personalities that you could be. And it's, that's, I mean, that's a great test. But it's hard to keep track of all of those. And this one just gives you, like, your your top letter and then it gives you like a percentage in every letter so you, your top letter is like what you are your, the most your highest your highest and then that's what it you goes identify as the most and it, so yeah and it's really interesting so zach took it for his work and then he had me take it tonight so he could see what i was and um so what were you hun um i was pretty even keeled he was like around 50% for all of them. Right. Where's my printout? Um, your printout is right here. Oh. But yeah, I was I was around 50% for each of them. But let's just go a little bit more into depth on the four different types. And then okay. we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about it. So with these, like Hannah said, it's it's just a little bit easier and it's just kind of a tool to use for business or com- or communication. Communication or is the big thing. Communication is huge. And, I mean, you can use this for so many things, like how the disc affects your goal setting, how the disc affects your um, communication with others, how the disc affects your sales, how the disc affects other people's opinions of you. You know, like there's so many different ways that you can work with this. And it also gives you like for it, for every person's like personal test because it gives you like tailored results to exactly what your percentages were. So it's like specifically for you. It's not like a, oh, high eyes often do this and can be benefited by this. It's like really specific for you. And the, at the end, it says like this is for others. So for people to communicate with this person, make sure you do this and this and this and try not to do this and this. So it's like how to best communicate with that person. So that was interesting for, well, I haven't read Zach's, but he read mine. So that was interesting for him to see like, okay, this is a good thing to know about you. You know, even though we've been together for almost eight years and it's like those kind of things don't just like come up, you know, because maybe it was like, I don't even really know that about myself. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's the biggest part is the communicating thing and how to like motivate a person like with that certain personality. And the reason why we decided to talk about this this week is because Hannah and I were laying in bed and trying to go to sleep and then 
we started talking. And we always do. Late at night. Late at night. And we just stayed up way too late again. And I had to be up at six o'clock in the morning and it was just killed me. (laughs) But um, we had a really good conversation about how different personalities interact and work together and um, how how maybe if we were a little bit better at reading people's personalities and understanding that they're different from us and not trying to communicate with them the way that we want to be communicated with or, you know, the way that's easiest for us, the way that's easiest for us or like relating to them in a, you know, we all have different personalities. And Mm -hmm. so we were talking about that for a while and I started talking about this and she got interested and I said, well, I'd be really interested in what you are. And I said, you would be a 99i and I was dead. And a second place S. And and a second place S. And I was dead dead on. And that's what's cool about the disc is there's only four things. And so all you have to know is these four things. But at the same time, there is only four categories, but there's like so many different things. Like you can be a certain percentage of each letter. So there's really like endless um, like combinations of it, really. But there's only the four things. So you just need to know like what you're dominant in and what your second is. And But it's still like it's still very distinguishable from somebody else. Because like Zach had a very similar to like, well, not very similar, but he his highest was I also. But it was just like all along the around 50 percent and so it's interesting that like because we're a lot different from each other but his highest was i and so was mine so it's just like it can be so different on the spectrum so it's even more than the 16 personalities but more easy to keep track of way easier to keep track of and it benefits i mean most of these things that you kind of study they benefit you but they also benefit the way that you interact with others and your relationships. And so if you're just looking at this for like self-improvement or whatever, it's great. But I would say don't stop there. Um, See how you can better serve and love and better communicate with others based on the way that you interact with them. Mm -hmm. Um, So these are the four styles. So if you're taking notes, which I know we have one note taker listener because no there's been a couple oh okay i've been tagged on instagram a couple of times saying listen to the podcast well d stands for decisive this is about 10 percent of the population that's the only one that i know it's like 10 percent because it's not very many people are a high d um D's, so should i read these things uh yeah let me give a little description okay so a decisive person, a high D, um, likes to get the job done, and getting the job done is the most important thing. Typically, they um, don't really pay attention to minor details, and a lot of times they have the tendency to overlook and sometimes hurt people's feelings. Um, but as long as the goal is accomplished then they're fine. They're go-getters. Yeah, they're go-getters. They're results-oriented and very driven. They overlook details and can hurt feelings. And the way to help them deal with issues or like is like to be direct, clear, and concise. And that's the same with like giving feedback. They just like straightforward as possible. Like don't need to give me any chit-chat. Don't need to beat around the bush. Just give it to me straight. And that's so not me. 
that's so like so different than me all of those things right so interesting but anyways and then i stands for interactive um they're typically outgoing uh they're very friendly they're very social um they're expressive persuasive impulsive um, lose focus easily yes they lose focus easily that <laughs> it is spontaneous yeah and so they're just kind of like I guess flighty is is the right word. Gregarious. No, flighty. Flighty means it has a very negative connotation. That's like an airhead. It's not like that. It's just like, yes, gregarious, which is a word that was in my test and I had to look it up. I did not. I thought it was a bad thing. It means you just like to be around people. You like you enjoy other people's company. Um, expressive, persuasive, loses focus on tasks, impulsive. And then the way to deal with issues with them is to reinforce your belief in them and that you like them and also chit chat before tackling the subject, which is, well, we'll talk about that later. But yes, I, yes, that is all very interesting. And typically eyes are generally more creative. Uh, I'd say that they're probably the most creative out of all four styles. And the, the, animal for the d is a lion and the animal for the i is otter yeah because a lion is like the the like domineering yeah not domineering that's that's like a negative that's a negative word too which the I, king I don't mean of that. the jungle yeah like gets what he wants and then the i is the otter which it's like happy and fun and puts on a show kinda. yeah like when you go to the zoo and you see the otters they're if, always being so cute yeah they're if they see you, they're going to pick up their balls and start juggling or jumping through hoops or whatever. Wait, what kind of zoo do you go to? I want to go to that zoo. <laughs> you know, the zoo with the juggling otters. <laughs> you are making stuff up out of your butt. <laughs> okay, and next is S, stabilizing. And the the animal for this is a golden retriever. They're loyal. They're a team player. Um, they're steady sometimes slow they like to bring people together they're understanding um, they, they dislike conflict they're concerned with how people feel um yeah very considerate and sometimes they're slow to make decisions because they're um afraid of hurting someone's feelings and the way to deal with issues with uh high s is to be cautious slow and methodical with follow-up ask a lot of questions and allow time to process and then last is c c stands for cautious, cautious. is that a porcupine uh that is a beaver oh uh, okay so um the the beaver is like very cautious in how he builds his dams and analytical and slow and um calculating yeah uh they like rules and procedures and guidelines they're very organized and neat and orderly um they're very detail oriented um they like things the way that they like things they don't like when people change things on them or when their plans change or you know they like structure um, an organization. Um, yeah, so that is the four styles. D, decisive. I, interactive. S, stabilizing. C, cautious. 
and you were a really high I, which means that you're like very interactive, right? Yeah, 99%. 99. I was right on the money. I said you'd be 99, and then the S would be next. And see, that's the cool thing is because it's only four things, and so I just, if I can get a grasp of what those four things are, Mm -hmm. then it's a little bit easier for me to understand and identify with a person who is different than me. You know? Mm -hmm. And the test also gives, like it gives you like this graph, and it has like what your natural state is for each one. So it has like the D, the I, the S, the Z. So it ha- gives your percentages for that. And then it gives you your adaptive style, which is um, the adaptive style is how you behave when you feel you're being observed or how you behave when you are aware of your behavior. So it is not like your most natural behavior. And so that is off. that is a different level from what your natural style is for each of the categories, which that is really interesting also. I think that can say a lot about a person. And people's adaptive style is when they're being, when they perceive that they're being watched or that someone is judging That's them. That's what I just or, said. Oh, you just... When they're then when they feel like they're being observed or when you are aware of your behavior. So I think for some, like Zach said, I thought that everybody because all of mine were less. My adaptive style is less than my natural style for every single one. And I was thinking that that's how everybody was. But Zach said that were you higher D or I I my adaptive style on D yeah. is higher. Yeah, is higher than the natural style. So so I can fake it. He can fake being like the really decisive, whatever lion, but naturally he is less. Right. And generally, I mean, faking it maybe not, might not be the best term, um, but yeah. it's it's not the most natural for me. Because everyone, act, everybody acts different when you're like aware of your own behavior, when you feel like you're being like watched by somebody, you know, like it just happens. It's not like you're faking anything. It just you just act a little bit different in those situations. So it makes sense. But that's not who I am all of the time. And yeah. if I try to be extra decisive all of the time, it's going to stress me out a lot faster. Um, or situations where I have to use my adaptive style um, on a regular basis. That is like, for instance, um, if I was going to get a, take an accounting job and I am not very high C. I'm not very detail oriented, which I'm like 50%. But if I was a low C, but I could adapt um, in certain situations to be very detail oriented and love the rules and want to follow the details and procedures and things like that, um, that would not be a good job for me. I could, I could do it but I would become a lot more stressed out in that environment because Mm -hmm. it wouldn't be my natural, you know. And I feel like that's kind of how it was when I was a secretary. Yeah. It was like I could do it and it was fine and I got along with people, but it was not like a thriving type of job for me. And do you notice what you put emphasis on? I could get along with people. That's mm-hmm. that's your your high eye speaking. <laughs> Classic high eye. <laughs> well, anyways, I hope that this was helpful for you. I'm sorry we couldn't go into more detail. Um, if you have questions about this, let us know. But it's definitely interesting, and it's really interesting 
we're learning more and more that we need to be aware of other people's personalities. Yeah. So that we can relate to them and communicate with that with them more effectively. And along with that, I would say the love languages, which I know we've talked about on here a lot. But like just I don't know, it's very interesting to when you finally learn somebody's love language that you didn't know before. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, just look up The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. It's a really good book, really cheesy, but super good. And it's been very helpful for us in our marriage. And um, and now, like, we're trying to be a little bit more proactive about trying to figure out what other people's love languages could possibly be. Because I think that that says a lot about a person. And especially when you want people that you are in a relationship with, whether that's like a marriage or boyfriend or girlfriend or just a friendship or like your mom. You want them to feel loved by you, and that's often a different way than the way that you give love. So that's also another part that we could talk about later, too, but that is also another point. Very interesting. All these things are very interesting to me. I love personality types and love languages and all that stuff. Yeah, and it's cool because you're learning. I I like learning. And, okay, just this is a side note, but my... uh, I'm an ENFP for anyone who knows Myers-Briggs, which is probably like everybody. And and I took this test and my highest was I and then second was S. So if you take this test and you like, I would like to know your results and what your Myers-Briggs were. I think that that, I think that they really line up because somebody else that's also an ENFP also got really high S and really, or really high I and second as S. So I would like to let us know if you take it and what your results were we would love to know yeah okay um i have some recommendations here um there is a book by zig ziglar he's written so many books but there is one called raising positive kids in a negative world for any parents out there um i it's my second time reading through it it is a little dated but there is some timeless wisdom to to be read or heard in my case. Uh, and the audiobook is read by him, which is awesome. So I guess second recommendation would be Audible. You guys know that I'm an Audible learner and processor. And I don't know, I, that's just the best way for me to go. Plus, I work at a job where I can listen to podcasts and I like learning and I like growing and audiobooks are even better than podcast if it's a good audiobook. So I use Audible and I pay 25 bucks a month and I'm going through three books a month right now, which makes the time go by faster. It makes me feel very productive. Um, it challenges me and I'm able to learn new things. So yeah, check out Audible. This is not a sponsor. <laughs> they they were not popular enough for those things. Plus, we don't want to sell you guys stuff. I know. We start. We like have come so far from when we first started. We're like, okay, we want to get sponsors and we want to make money. And yep. And now we're like, eh, we don't really want to get sponsors. It's like seems so forced and so fake. Anyways. Um, okay, my recommendations are 
Ugh, get ready to roll your eyes because I'm just going to talk about my direct sales job for my a second. My eyes are already at the back of my head. Not you. Oh. You love me. You support me. Oh, yes. Ugh, rude. Of course I do. <laughs> um. Well, my recommendation is the just... I don't know. I don't know if it's to get a like work for young living. I don't know if that's really my recommendation, but I've just like really, really liked the work that I've done for this so far. And it really is like I'm working for myself because the the way that I get paid is based on the amount of work that I put in. And so I really have really been liking it. And as we were going over my results from this test today, it was like a lot of them was like, oh, Maybe that's why I like this job so much. And I wouldn't really call it a job, but um, I have really, really enjoyed it. And I'm really liking being able to help support my family a little bit and still stay home with Forrest. And also, it's something that I'm passionate about. And I'm really passionate about teaching people about non-toxic living because it just makes me so darn mad how many sneaky companies put sneaky chemicals in freaking everything. So. I really recommend, well, first of all, looking into non-toxic living, first of all. Then also, if you are the type of person that um, is not really a traditional job type of person, which I feel like so many people are not that, so maybe that's too broad of a category. But if you're looking for something that's different and fun <laughs> um, and you want to maybe look into like becoming a membership a member with Young Living. I don't even know how to say it because it's not like getting a job with Young Living. It's really not. You literally just purchase a starter kit and then you tell your family and friends about it and that then you make money. That's what happens. So if that's the type of thing that is interesting to you, then I would love to help you with that. And I just really love it. So it's like weird because I used, seriously, I used to be the type of person that would make fun of people that were always posting about direct sales stuff on their Facebook and stuff. I was that person. And then I realized these people are doing this for their families. Like, why would I make them feel bad about that? Like, I, like, they don't owe me entertainment from their Facebook or Instagram feeds. Like, why am I getting mad about it? And then I was like, well, maybe I could do that. And here we are. So quick caveat though. what what those people are still annoying yeah i mean i think that there is yes there's a time and a place and the thing is if someone's only posting about that stuff and they're not even posting about their life it's like wait i miss when you posted about your life because i do have some of those friends on facebook and i'm like i miss the personal posts but that's when you just make a separate page on your instagram that's why i did it but well and also a good tip for anyone is that if you have a product that you are selling um, and you're promoting it on social media, people engage more on a relational level. And so product photos and saying this eye cream is going to change your life and, you know, whatever, like that's not it's, there's much better ways to do yeah. it. There's much be- and story and relationships always sell more so but don't be fake and about honesty it. Yeah. yeah you don't have to be fake about it and i don't know it's just that's something and the thing that about pyramid schemes that they're they target mothers stay-at-home moms and then they get sucked into it and it's sad because they are <laughs> they get used and abused by these companies to make 
a little bit of money and they're putting so much work into it and you're not helping this at all no what i'm saying <laughs> is well what was that tip that you had if if you are promoting s- something on social media there's got to be like you you a have balance. there has to be some sort of balance your social media can't be your business your, yeah you know well and like it's not like i watched videos about like about how to market on social media and they she said she was like she's like the highest level with young living the high she makes like over a hundred thousand dollars a month with young living and she said that how she does it is basically on her social media alone which is a big part of the reason why i've been successful with this so far but she said for every five posts four of them should just be like natural posts of like how you use your product products sorry and one post should be like hey if you're looking if this sounds good to you and this is interesting and you want more information, please send me a message. I would love to help you. So it's not like every time like, send me a message. I have a deal for you. And then the next post is like, do you want to sign up with your starter kit? Send me a message. Blah, 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 blah. You know, it's not like every single post selling stuff because you have to have that relational aspect, you know? And that's what I tried to do. I try to share like how I use these things in my everyday life and say like, this has been helping this and blah, blah, blah. But I'm also honest about it i'm not gonna say like this is gonna cure every problem that you have you know and just sharing in ways that it has helped me and zach and forrest and so yeah anyways all that to say if that sounds good to you and if you want to work with me which i'm super fun um <laughs> you could send me a message i would really truly i would love to help you even if it's just like to get started with essential oils or just answer questions about specific oils or the business or anything so Really, feel free to send me a message anytime on email or Instagram, whatever. And then my next recommendation is also kind of business related, but it's the Business Boutique book by Christy Wright. Zach got it for me. And the audio book. Well, I'm recommending the book in general. So however, whatever form you need it in. But it is a really good book. It is basically she a lot of what she is has written in the book is really similar to what the event was that I went to back in January that like changed my view on everything. So it is really, really good and really interesting and super helpful if you have a small business. Um, So yeah, if you have a small business, it's, it's for women. So I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure a man could benefit from it as well. Zach's, Zach said he's going to read it. So. I listened to a lot of the podcasts and um, I also um, have started listening to the book, but it's not on my monthly list. So it's kind of at the lowest of the totem pole well, right now. Anyways, it's for women. Like her catchphrase is um, where this book will help. Uh, well, it's like the goal of it is to help women make money doing what they love. So it's like if you're looking to start a small business or if you've already, <clears throat> oh my gosh, <clears throat> if you've already started a small business or if you like need help with which direction to go with your small business, I would really recommend this book because it has got some very good pointers and like how to make very specific goals and um, like how to make a business plan and how to do, deal with finances. So definitely check that out if that is you any of those categories yes and that is all and guess what i do have my joke oh wow yeah i was prepared to stall okay well are you ready 
Yes. Um, why was Tigger in the toilet? I don't know. He was looking for poo. (laughs) (laughs) That is a funny one, actually. I know. Okay. (laughs) Well, guys, thanks for tuning in this week. Let us know what you think about it. Send us a voicemail or an email. We love hearing from you guys. I hope that you have an awesome week. And, um, yeah. Yep. If you have any recommendations for us, um, definitely send them our way. Yeah, we'll share them. We'll read them on the podcast. Yep. Until next week. Catch you on the flip side. Happy trails. Don't you dare. (laughs) 